Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. We're back, man. Episode 246. 246. Yeah. Hey, man. I- I've got um, almost like an evaluation chart of if people like you or they love you. If you want to find out if people love you, tell them that you're moving. Dang. And see if they'll help you. Because I'm telling you, man, that that is love right there. Yeah. You know, I think that they need to just get rid of Valentine's Day and replace that day with moving day because that's real love right there. You know what I'm saying? Today, um, I was helping Keith's mother move, and it was my absolute honor to do that. She has been like a mother to me. You know, I I didn't really have my mom growing up like that. Yeah. And, you know, Keith's mom's always been there for me, so it was my absolute honor to help her. And it was a long process, man. It took us a lot of... Long time to move shit around, but the whole time I was doing that, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do this for many other people. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the way, like, you know, she moved out out of an apartment. So it's just a lot of stuff and a lot in a small space. Yeah. And I think that uh, the crazy part is, like, most of the people that stayed with her in some capacity had had pulled up. Yes, they did. You better fucking pull up. Yeah, that's real. Shout I, out to my I, mom's. Yeah. I at one time I had lived there. Fucking Desmond had lived there. Well, yeah. obviously Desmond's her son. Mom, yeah. But I mean after moving out. Yeah. You know, a lot of us are grown and we're grown, but sometimes you fall on hard times. Yeah. And you know, you need somebody to help you out. And mm-hmm. she's been there for me, man. So it yeah. was it was not a problem for me to do anything today. But yeah, if you want to find out who the fuck loves you, just tell them that you need help moving and see if they step <laughs> up. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen situations where people just didn't help. Like, nah. You know, siblings and relatives, cousins just made up an excuse. They was too busy. You know what? If you want to deter- if you want to determine a real friendship, too, when real life situations happen, you got to see who steps up. Not just moving your house, but like, you know, you fall on hard times and, you know, you might need a place to stay for a second. Or, you know, your car break down and you need somebody to give you a jump or to push your car, whatever. Mm -hmm. That is like the true, like, test of who is really in your corner. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If you ask somebody, right, and I'm not saying people got to drop what they doing every time. But if Desmond was to call me and say, hey, man, I'm stuck on Highway 46. I'm broke down. And he texts me now. Me and Keith would probably finish this podcast tomorrow because I would take off and leave. (laughs) That's my guy, bro. That's yeah. my brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's how you kind of determine what kind of friendship you got. If you got friends where y'all drinking and hanging out, that ain't your friend. If if the bottles ain't popping and shit and, you know, y'all ain't shaking ass in the club, yeah. it, that's not your friend. Like, your friends are there in every intimate moment of your life, not in the bedroom. But, <laughs> you know moving or you know you go through a bad divorce and you gotta you know you're there for your friend or a fight whatever it is yeah you know so yeah keep that in mind all right let's get right into it folks um last night i was over at my friend's uh he had a birthday party shout out to my boy alvaro alvaro man uh great guy great guy man and there was just a group of friends that i haven't seen in a while just good people Mm mm-hmm and and I'll tell you what I took from it, you know, and, and uh, the homie's wife, she cool peoples, man. I've known her for a while, too, and other people there. There's a lot of just good, good-hearted people. 
But what I notice is when you see decent people in good relationships or marriages, it makes you want to be in a relationship. Yeah. And what I mean is not in a codependent way. I'm not talking about seeing someone in a, re- in a relationship and now you want to be in one. Fuck no. Those relationships sucks. Mm-hmm. And it also means that you have a codependent problem and you're probably lonely. I'm talking about seeing decent women, seeing wives, seeing women who take pride in being mothers, decent women, not women that are online shaking their ass and shit. When you see decent, solid women, that makes you want that. You yeah. dig what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't look at I don't look at the shit I see on Instagram and be like, yeah, I want some chick with a G-string twerking on the internet. Yeah. I don't want that shit. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't want to be around people that are in toxic relationships and like they like people I hang out with. I can't fuck with people like that. Mm-hmm. That shit will keep you single for life. Yeah, because you get you you learn you feel like you don't you can't even trust women when you see the type of toxic shit out in the world that exists. It's like, man, fuck that. I'm not dealing with that. What did you uh, see specifically that like turned you on to like that type of? Whoa, relationship? chill, bro. No, <laughs> <laughs> what it, what I, what was kind of a, a alluring thing for me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say. Uh, just energy. Also, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, co- cooper- cooperativeness. That's not a word. Um, how do you call that? Co- being people, uh, women being cooperative, being okay. cooperative, being respectful, mm-hmm. um, being decent, being kind-hearted, being giving, being mm-hmm. um, just being decent. Mm-hmm. I think that those are things that are were alluring to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't anything really in specific. It's just basic general stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot, I hate to say this, I'm just being honest. I think a lot of women are, are um, I think a lot of women are morally bankrupt. And mm-hmm. I think that social media has caused that. I'm not saying all women, but it's a lot of y'all that are morally bankrupt. You want to dangle, you constantly want to dangle fruit over people and think that that's something that's attractive. It's not. Yeah. Like my thing is, is if I'm dating a woman or I'm about to marry one, I need somebody that is going to be an example for my daughter or my son. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need some chick that, you know, that's just begging for attention and shit and just has no substance. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to have examples of that in the world. Like you ever hear, you ever hear men be like, man, fuck all these hoes. These bitches ain't shit. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's coming from a man that's not taking time to look at decent examples of women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no, it's the same difference with women. Like men ain't shit. All they want to do is this, and they just want our bodies. It's like that's because that's the echo chamber you live in. Yeah. When you when you subscribe to an echo chamber of toxic bullshit, that's what you're gonna fucking believe. Yeah. But when it, but the funny thing is when women actually see a decent man, they don't even or the toxic chicks that see a decent man, they don't even know how to, like, comprehend it. Because mm-hmm. they think, oh, he's a liar, too. He's probably toxic behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, shut your stupid ass up. Yeah. I think those those generalizations, it, it just... I think what it points to more so is you haven't really lived enough life yet. No. Like, you just kind of... You might have experienced something once or twice, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of create you know, this generalization for, for everybody. Right. And that's just, that's just not how life works. It's like, you know, billions of people out there and everybody is, and in, in all actuality, everybody is pretty different. 
as as many guys are out there that will cheat on their their wives or their girlfriends or whatever there's a lot of guys that have never had that experience you know and vice versa with women so i just i just think those generalizations like you just have to you know really point to uh the experience that you've had with said person like you know i don't i don't think the generalizations are doing anybody any good but to what you're saying as far as like seeing those type of relationships yeah I, th- I think that 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 um that makes a lot of sense like you know when you see um ha- happy relationships especially like older relationships mm-hmm. you see somebody that may have been married for 40 years 50 years or something like that and they still like you ever seen like an old couple go to like just a something super simple like go out to eat yeah or go like to the movies or something like that and you're like dang they still love each other yeah like, after all these years and they probably got kids and grandkids and stuff like that but they still find yeah. time to really you know be with each other and um like like a, there's a the spark is still alive, but we have to stop using elderly people as a like a metric for what love is because we completely fucking ruined it. Elderly people that are in love still, they lived in a time where things were more simple, right? Mm-hmm. It was more simple. There was no social media telling you uh, what to wear. There was no social media with memes and motherfucking all and TikTok and shit. Yeah. This new wave of what love is, you have to be a very strong person to be married or be in a solid relationship because the sad part about it is these platforms are also um, very, very um, convenient for cheating. Very convenient. And what I mean is not just fucking people. It's like literally stealing emotion from your relationship. Like literally all the women you've dated, right? You might be in a relationship, but you got, nine women that you fucked on your Snapchat. You got 20 chicks you used to date on Instagram. You got chicks you was fucking in college on your Facebook. That's not normal. Back in the day when we broke up with people, we probably never seen them again. Nowadays, you fuck somebody, you you don't fuck them no more, you still got to worry about seeing them or your girlfriend or whoever's seeing them online. Yeah. So it's not normal. Elderly people only have love because they had that shit pre-internet. But I, I think that's yeah. I understand what you're saying. My my point is that like somebody just stand together for so long, like regardless of the internet and all that, like just loving somebody for forty years, and like I'm sure that there's moments where they probably got tired of each other and just like, dang, this this pussy just don't get as wet as it used to get. Of course, they not. they just you know and they still they just they love each other through all that. Yeah, they, but- they, they loved each other through like generations of uh like seeing the first black president and seeing the first celebrity president and all these other things and they still when but the difference is is nowadays younger people are more likely to give up on their relationships because they find something wrong with it and it's just an excuse for them to fucking run off that's all it is Mm -hmm. people don't really fight for their relationships anymore back in the day when people had problems they fixed it like, hey, my wife's pussy isn't wet enough. I'm going to get under the hood and fix that. <laughs> you know, back in the day, old. I'm going to change her oil. I'm going to change that goddamn oil. <laughs> you know, we're going to find out where the alternator is messed up in that, <laughs> in that pussy, and we're going to fix we're it. We're going to find this leak and patch it up. Yeah, we're going to change the uh, <laughs> power. We're going to change the power steering in that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, motherfuckers don't want to work on shit, man. 
Yeah. Everybody thinks they have the answers and all this, and people are they act like they're proponents of mental health and all of that. When in in actuality, you know, we did a they did a bad job. The boomers did a bad job avoiding mental health, but they had better relationships than we do now. That's my opinion. I don't know if they avoided mental health. I just think they didn't. They weren't really aware of it. Yeah, they probably they weren't really aware of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, they had more. They had more decent relationships than we have now. You know, I think that a lot of the things that we have awareness to, they're good things. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the wrong people are becoming a part of that conversation. And it's not really fixing it. <clears throat> we talk about divorce, but motherfuckers stay getting divorced. We talk about teen pregnancy, but people ain't going to stop fucking. I, I think the, the thing that I see the most is it's a lot of information, but it's not necessarily being applied. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. So there's TikTok psychologists and there's Instagram right psychologists and relationship therapists and you know there's just so much access to how to have a productive relationship all that stuff don't work fuck no it's just like it's just noise like you know there's so many podcasts and they claim themselves to be gurus of romance and all these other things um it it just doesn't work one because it just doesn't work and then two is because people don't really apply it like especially the stuff that really needs to be applied is stuff that needs to be applied in like really trying times right like it it's all good and it's all good and great when you know the uh you know they have these formulas like 20 dates a month will keep your relationship together forever and all these other it's things like come on man but what happens when you get into an argument like you know and you don't feel like going on a date and you rather just you know kick your feet up and sit scroll through instagram instead yep. of like communicating with your partner yeah, mm-hmm. the fucked up thing nowadays is most people are serial. Their serial relationship get it, serial relationship people or the serial daters. So they experience so many people that like Captain Crunch. What? Like serial date, like Captain Crunch. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tricks are for kids. Captain Crunch. Yo, I seen the most generic cereal in my life <laughs> at your mom's house this morning. Yo. <laughs> I swear to God, that shit said berry. <laughs> Cruncher Munch, and that it was a racist. I ain't gonna front, <laughs> and it was a big box too. It was an industrial sized box of generic cereal. I was like, "Yo, my mom got some like, she got like some nigga habits. What's like, that? Buying non name brand cereal still." Yeah, but this buying wasn't, a cereal in a bag, like stuff like this that. This is a big ass box, bro. <laughs> That shit looked like a weapon, bro. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Yeah, that's wild. Ain't nothing wrong with generic cereal, though. Sometimes it be tasting better than the real shit. Sometimes. Yeah, but other times you be like, y'all niggas dropped the ball, man. Don't you ever make this shit again. Yeah. I'm about generic, to send y'all company an email for this. Generic anything be hit or miss. It's only a, it's only a couple, and I wouldn't even call it generic, but like store brands. It's only right. a couple store brands that really be like, yo, this competing with the... Yeah. Just competing with the real stuff. And some of that shit, it's like, yo, I'm about to send Bobby Crunch an email. <laughs> you motherfuckers are sent making some shit. <laughs> yeah, imagine if they had like Jerome Crunch or some shit. Jerome Crunch? I'm like, who the fuck is Jerome and what did he do to deserve some cereal? What the fuck? <laughs> this shit is stale, man. That's crazy. And then the cereal gotta be Coco because it's like, it's a black guy. It's guys. a black guy on there. That's that fucked up. A black guy with a bald head on there. Yeah, you got Jose Crunch and that's a cereal spicy. Like, Come <laughs> on, man. Hey, what? Jose Crunch. I'm like, spicy. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, I know what you guys are doing, okay? <laughs> I know you wanna be progressive, right? 
You want to give black and brown people some cereal, right? Yeah. But, but all right, man. We just just give us the basic sugary cereal, and that's all the fuck we need. Okay? There was another race I was gonna say, but um, it probably would have got us canceled. What teriyaki crunch or some shit? Nah, I wasn't gonna say that. I might oh, say that. <laughs> I've been learning to filter myself lately. Oh no, it'd be teriyaki crunch, and it'd be like little crunches of somebody doing a karate kick, like ah, this. some freaking ninja stars, <laughs> ninja stars in there. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. What where do we go wrong, Keith? What the fuck, man? But no, um, we'll reel it all in with this one is I think that when you are around people who can demonstrate just being real regular people that have decent relationships and you know enough people like that, the idea of good women and decent relationships become a lot more realistic. The problem with a lot of people that are just completely down on relationships is because the people they hang around. Mm -hmm. Like if they got a bunch of friends and none of them are even qualified to be in anyone's life, and they just like, men are toxic and I can't do this. And da, da, da. You're never going to see a good relationship because none of your friends, aunts, cousins, brothers, sisters, nobody's in a good relationship. Hell, most of them probably aren't even good people. I know people in my family that get in relationships. Not good people. Mm-hmm. Just being honest. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think overall it's just not. I don't know if. I don't know if. I think that the idea I don't know what a good relationship look like looks like. Um Functional. Just but you know, I I just I say that because there's so there's there's a lot of aspects to relationships. I, I guess what I'm saying is like there there's gonna be times where, you know, it, it looks really good and there's gonna be times where it's, it looks really bad in terms of whether it's arguments or, you know, sometimes sometimes people be threatening to break up and people Bruh. be moving back in with they with they with they uh Bruh. with their old roommates and stuff like Bruh. that. So what I mean is people being cooperative towards one another, people being, you know, functional with one another. I'm not talking about this fucking um this freaking unicorn idea of what a relationship is. Because you're going to have down times where they probably annoy the fuck out of you. But the truth be told is the just the level of respect that people have. It's going to be times where your wife might get out of pocket. You're like, hey, chill out, bro. Like, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but at the same time, they have a great deal of respect and regard for you and things of that nature. Not I've We've all seen these people where they'll be in a relationship like they'll be like, uh, well, I don't give a fuck. Well, I don't give a fuck either. I told you earlier. Why the fuck are you doing that? Right, and it's like this is how they communicate. Yeah, it, if it's like people that are communicating in a disrespectful I, way. The thing with me is like, one, I'm not around everybody all the time, so I know even I have a friend who uh, who's in a relationship who's actually married, and he has a what I would deem as like very very toxic behavior. Um, they have like very toxic tendencies in terms of like their relationship and the way they communicate. But I've also seen their relationship work really well where he taking care of her like, hey, you need anything? I'm going to go over here. Uh, We might be out eating like, hey, babe, do you want me to go get you a drink? Whatever the case may be. Um, And I don't know. I just I guess for me, I I don't I don't I guess what I'm what I'm really pointing to is like there's aspects of everybody's relationship that might kind of uh, like turn you on to like, you know, 
seeing the potential like in your own own personal life. But I think that just the reality of it is that whatever that looks like, all the good parts, the the bad parts are the parts where is the most I think to me is the most value. Like how are people navigating um the hard times? I think I think me as a 30-year-old man, I think that's where I can see like the most value cuz I I've seen certain situations where where I may be out with my friend or something like that and there there there's there's a conflict that ensues. And the way that I see it, I'd be like, dang. Because I, I know in my mind, everybody argue. Like, that's just inevitable. Right. There's going to be some sort of disagreements. But I'm like, dang, how, like, how do they, how do they uh, navigate this conflict? And then, you know, I'll see certain situations where maybe the guy or the girl will come back and apologize later. Like, hey, babe, I was, I was tripping a little bit earlier. Like, you know, I apologize for, for what I said. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that's the, that's like the, the thing now, because I, I know that it's all it's all glitz and glamours. I know people that it look good on the surface. It look good even in public. There's some people that it look good in public, but behind closed doors, they just always like always arguing. It may look good. And I don't want to compare like in mm. person to like the Internet, but sometimes it look good on the Internet. And then, you know, in reality, there's like, you know, some some physical abuse going on. So I just think for me, like it's always going to look good you know, in, in certain scenarios. But for me, I'm like, the value for me is like, how do you navigate that situation when it's not good? It ain't just that. When your whole love, when your love language is disrespect, that's a fucking problem. When you're like, I don't care. I don't care either. I don't get it. That's you, not a love language, bro. It is to some people. When no, you it's up, not. That's toxicity. That's exact, not a love language. Toxic is a love language to people. <laughs> that's not they, a love language. It's called a trauma bond, Keith. When yeah. people grow up with abandonment issues and all kind of shit, they connect based off trauma. So their yeah. love their love language is disrespect, and that's the problem. I feel like if a person is functional and decent, you're not going to be decent all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you could go through whatever the tenure of your relationship is and there is not a whole bunch of arguing, it's mainly peace. There's some bullshit in there, but it's mainly peace. I consider that a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a good relationship is subjective because I feel like at a baseline, there has to be some level of consistent peace. If it's constant chaos, that is not good because now what happens is you have that chaos, you have a kid, that kid becomes a part of the chaos. If you're not setting some type of an example, you're passing down your fucked up relationship habits onto your kid and boom. Your kid gets older, now they got the same, they doing the same shit they dad did. They doing the same shit they mom did. They, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to go have a drink. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm going to go smoke a blunt. I don't want to fucking talk about it. And then, <laughs> and then after they're like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. And they go on for two or three hours, they come back and act like nothing happened. That's some people's they love language. Knock her, blow her back out. She, she's like, and she's mad at you because she's like, I'm, I was mad. And I'm still mad, but I want you to fuck the shit out of me. And it's like, that's not a game I'm willing to play. I yeah. want I want a happy nut. I don't want an angry nut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to be like, I'm so tired of this bitch, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to fuck you like Jody from Baby Boy. I'm not with that shit, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's wild. If I'm angry, I don't even want to have sex. Yeah. 
That's toxic, though. I, I I don't even want to put that energy out there as like a love language. But That's it, an oxymoron to me. I hear you, but it <clears throat> is what it is. We could act like it's not. We've seen these people. You know, it's probably a dude that called his girlfriend a bitch 40 times. She's like, and now she's just giving him head because she, <laughs> because she, her abuse is her love language. Like some form of abuse. Why do you think a lot of these porn stars, it was a, it was a chick I was watching up, No Jumper, right? Mm-hmm. And this chick was a, um, she came from a small town and whatnot. Um, and she just mentioned like her, her, you know, her adolescent years and her getting older and whatnot. And she said like, yeah, my first boyfriend, like he had no problem with me sleeping with other guys. Like, in fact, he would like drop me off. And, you know, after I got done with them and stuff. And then like, I, I like, I like the consistency with this guy, but I always fall in love with the toxic guys. Like I just chase them. And, and then she mentioned that she had abuse, mm-hmm. right? Some form of abuse, not like sexual, but like mental abuse and abandonment issues. So what happens is when you get this person and this person that have a comparable like adolescent upbringing and they get older, that's what their love language is. You, If you're a guy that's functional and respectful and you meet a woman that's, that loves abuse, you can't abuse her because that's not your personality. So now you've ran into a woman that's like, slap me, you pussy. And you're like, I don't hit women. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and that shit ain't never going to work unless you find a woman who wants to be respected. Now y'all can work. Mm-hmm. But I, it's sad, man. And it's a very nuanced thing. I, the only point I was trying to make is when I see people who are functional, respectful, and decent, right? And I guess y'all could say it's subjective. When I see that, that gives not only gives you hope, but it's just a, a good energy. And it's like, you know, I would like something like that. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yep. You good, man? Your throat is, your voice is low. Nigga, I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) Drink some water or something, man. Like, Mm. I'm not losing my voice. It's a little bit scratchy, though. I've been moving shit around all day. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, people, take from that conversation what you will. I'm sure you got got most of Keith's very uh, weak, withery Mr. Burns voice. Yeah. Go give your girl some angry dick and stop. <laughs> Turn this podcast off right now. Go give your girl an angry nut. Uh, somebody in the comments be like, I listened to Keith and I was pounding my wife last night. She loved it, man. She said it reminded her of college, but I, I didn't date her in college for some I reason. didn't date her. <laughs> I did some 6'5 shooting guard on yeah. the basketball team. That's the part that men, I don't think men are ready to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. Like you, like they don't know that their girl is probably you know they love their girl. She's cool and shit. But like the experiences your girl had in college, bro, you would never know, bro. You would never fucking know, bro. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's probably best that you don't. It's I best mean. you don't, cause then you, you gonna yeah. it's gonna be some shit. You be like, oh my god, she did. And vice versa, I mean, some guys be doing. doing I think it's a little different stuff. though. I think it's a little different. I think that women don't really have a problem with men who have a lot of experience with women. I don't think that's that's not. I, hold I've on, hold up, hold up, hold up. I think that I think that there are some women that don't want a guy who can just any woman can have, but I think that there is an inherent value or value on men where they're wanted by women. If women women don't want a man that no woman wants. I'm sorry, they don't. Women are not really attracted. If you're like five foot four and like three hundred pounds, like if they like you, it's because they like you. 
But there's if you're a guy where a lot of women want you, then they, it's there are women who literally fight for guys like that. I've seen it, bro. I've yeah, seen it but, many but times. Th- I mean, that, I think that that applies when women are um, like in in terms of like the the like the hunting phase. But when you're in an actual relationship, women are also very insecure. Very. So like that sounds cool until like that guy i mean that guy's the most you know desired man in a, in a setting or he's in spaces where he doesn't slept with two or three women in a room yeah and then but you know what triggers that insecurity too when you're actually attractive when you're in really good shape and you walk out that door and your wife or girlfriend knows that women want to fuck you yeah. but if you're fucking five foot three and you're 400 pounds they know you ain't getting no pussy they know it yeah they and it's fucked up to say it but like from a psychological stance, like I've listened to a lot of authors and guys writing books and even women like, you know, and they say it's true. Like when you know somebody has when your wife goes out the door. Right. Here's a problem. When your wife goes out the door and you know your wife is sexually attractive, you know, but you've gotten accustomed to your wife's sexual attractiveness. But when she goes out into the world and she got that big old booty and those big old lips and that small waist. That's new to every guy out there. That shit is brand new. And those dudes are constantly coming at your wife daily. And she is constantly rejecting those guys. Mm -hmm. You may have grown accustomed to it. Mm -hmm. But niggas want your wife, bro. Mm -hmm. Niggas are hitting on your girl on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. And I think that I don't know if men realize that or forget it or they realize. I don't know. It's You know what triggers a man's insecurity too? What's that? A woman's be, their wife or girlfriend being attractive. Some men are aren't they're unfazed by it because usually they're secure within themselves. But if you're insecure as a man when your girl goes out, it's because you know she's hot. You know she's hot, and I think I think as men we've seen other men like this, like the dudes yeah, sure. that will literally be like, "Hey, bro, you looking at my girl, bro?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I think uh I don't know it's just a the uh the whole insecurity space is 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 like strange cuz yeah people be like sometimes people like overcompensate yeah be in situations where you'll see a guy he like grabbing his girl's ass with walking through the bro, mall bro you seen that before yeah it's oh, like God, what you doing and this is where I've noticed that Keith actually the other day yesterday I was uh I came from the gym and I had a little pump going. I was working out real hard, did some cardio, and lifted some weights. A little pump. I had a pump going on my, my biceps and mm-hmm. shit, my shoulders. And I came from the gym, and I went to Chipotle, and I seen this dude walking with this chick. And she was kind of attractive, but I don't look at dudes, girls, when they're with their girl, right? Mm-hmm. So she kind of, like, looked at me. In Chipotle, you said? Yeah, Chipotle. Mm-hmm. So I walked in. Kind of, like, glanced, but I walked by. She, like, looked at me, and she walked in. Mm-hmm. Nothing. There was no real interaction. But... After that happened, like me, we were walking towards the door at the same time, and her man held the door open for me, and I walked. I was like, "Thanks, bro." And then I let him get by, mm-hmm. and then when they got in front of me, he started like rubbing her back and like rubbing her thighs and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, <laughs> nobody's gonna take your girl, bro." That's how like uh, dogs mark their territory. Yeah, but here's the thing: what men need to realize, they need to cut that shit out because every time you do that shit around your girl, she knows you're insecure as fuck, and she's gonna weaponize that against you too. Trust me. 
the the deepest form of insecurity is when your girl could turn that shit on you. What does that look like? Like what that looks like is like her saying certain things out of nowhere. Like if you're five foot seven, right? And <laughs> if you're five foot seven and you're at a restaurant and some dude that walks in, he's like six five, she'll just be eating and be like, dang, he's tall. I just keep eating. <laughs> she got you by the balls now. Cause she yeah, knows, that's she knows, toxic. It's, it's toxic, but women do this. <laughs> Dang, he's tough. She had no reason to mention that the dude was 6'5". Because if you did that to women, if you did something comparable to that to women, they would lose it. Imagine you sitting there eating food and your girl got a little booty. It ain't very big. She might be flat-chested, little booty, whatever. Y'all both eating. Girl walks in with a fat ass. You're like, Ah, she doesn't skip leg day. Leg day. You, just keep, <laughs> you just keep eating your food. <laughs> Yo, man, she will fucking lose it. Yeah. She will fucking lose it. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you, you can't, for sure, like, you can't compliment somebody in a space where, like, your partner Thank is you. It just doesn't work. Thank you. Like, ladies, if you're dating a dude with a little dick, right, and you at the, at you, like, at the grocery store or something. And y'all just mind your business, and you just say like, "Dang, why is everybody wearing Grace West today?" <laughs> you do, you know what I re- <laughs> I realize you you can't even you almost can't even agree with women because you know women talk different. Like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Like, I love her hair and stuff nah, like that. Yeah, right. You can't even be like, "Yeah, you're right. You're right. She actually does have." You got to just be like, "Dang, dang." Yeah, if you say, "Oh yeah, I see it. She is. She do look good." She can be like, "Oh." You I just got to be like, "Dang, that's crazy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this, yeah, just leave it alone. He said it's gray sweats everywhere. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm telling you, bro, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. But like, if you know, I don't know, how, I don't know how to put it. When women bring up if a woman is beautiful, a lot of times it's for a few reasons. Um, one, they might actually be a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Two, they think that that might be the type of woman you would like. That's mm-hmm. another reason why. So if you if you're out and about and she's like, dang, that girl's so beautiful, so fucking beautiful, and then you just be like, you just kind of, it's better to just disengage. You think she waiting? She you think she trying to she trying to get a sense of what type of woman you like? Yeah, she's trying to get a sense of what you like because she's seen the woman liking your posts on social media. <laughs> it might be that person. Yeah. That- <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Uh, Stacia seven eight nine. You know that name. What, I don't think the term is passive aggressive. I'm not sure if I'm using the right diction, but you ever like women when they're like mad or they're trying to get the truth or like get like some type of information out of you. They're like, "Oh, that's good. I love those sandwiches. That's crazy." Who is Sasha from? Uh, yeah, who's Sasha West. I, I hate that whole passive aggressive. <laughs> like that stuff is weird, dude. They're like, "Haha, that's crazy." Who is Sasha West? Who's that? <laughs> Who is that? You could be having the best time of your Sasha, life. Sasha West. Y'all could be in freaking Italy. Or it'll be like, Sasha West, does that bring a name? Like, does that bring a bell to <laughs> you? Who's Sasha West? Who's that? <laughs> You'd be like, Sasha West. Who? I don't oh know. Oh, my God, babe. That was the best sex ever. So about um, Alexis. <laughs> Alexis 265. <laughs> 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 like, oh, man. Because, do women be doing deep dives, bro. They'll, <laughs> Like you, like there's some people that just like posts, yeah. or women. When women like you, they happen to like posts a lot of times, mm-hmm. and they'll look, they'll click on. Some the women be liking you from a distance, though. Like they can like you, but it's not like over aggressive. True. Yeah. True. Because I mean, like even as even as guys, like if you like if you find somebody attractive, 
um, you might like their post, but you you might also just like the content. You might like the you content. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I true. mean, if somebody is liking Eddie and then also liking his podcast, I don't know if it necessarily means that they just like trying anything. to hit on him. It doesn't like correlate. Yeah. It doesn't correlate. Like I've had women say, "I love your podcast," and I'm like, I'm not thinking like, "Oh, she wants to fuck me." Yeah. You know, oh no, that'd be cool if she did though. But, <laughs> 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 oh man. Yeah. Good times at the Trucker's Mind Podcast. <laughs> we having fun today, man. <laughs> it's been a long day for Eddie, man. Yeah, a long here. day. I've been moving shit. My brain is tired, but I'm still here. There you still go. Still bringing the content. Yeah, no, I mean, it's no excuse. We got to bring the energy. Got to, man. Keith is Keith is really get, was it under the weather for all week. I'm not much. really under the weather. I'm kind of in the weather. What does that mean? Like, usually you're under it, but that's that means you're sick. I'm kind of mm-hmm. just, like, right here. With you're trying to create something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even act like I understand I'm that. I'm not above the weather. I'm, I'm, I'm not above the weather, but, you know, I'm just kind of right. in the mix. All right, Keith. Nice one. Okay. <laughs> All right. What the heck? Oh, what's going on with my phone now? Yeah. My first iPhone glitch. My phone just turned off. It oh, just turned. It just literally turned off, bro. Yep, I just turned it back on. Wow! Come on, Apple. What's going on? Talk to me, Apple. Come on, Stevie. Talk to me, Apple. Get on your job, Steve. Yeah. The next topic I had was the lady that sued Kraft for five million dollars. I think it was. Hopefully, it cuts on. If it cuts on, we're good. Yeah, it cut on. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry about that. We're back on. We back live. (laughs) Okay. A Florida woman is suing Kraft for $5 million, saying Velveeta microwave mac and cheese takes longer to make than advertised. (laughs) The label on the cup of Velveeta's microwavable mac and cheese says the meal only takes three and a half minutes to prepare. But a Florida woman says this is false, and she's suing the manufacturer for $5 million. Amanda Ramirez of of Hilea has filed, I don't know what the fuck that means, has filed a proposed $5 million class action lawsuit against Kraft Heinz Foods, alleging the foods producer of Avita shells and cheese takes longer than advertised to prepare. Court documents show show attorneys for Ramirez filed the lawsuit in U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida on December 18th, uh, according to the the, the complaint. I will say that Robert Kraft was skating under the radar for a very long time. Then they got rid of Tom Brady and all this stuff started popping up. I know, right? They're like, fuck all y'all. Lawsuits and massage parlors and stuff. Yeah, I know. I don't see nothing wrong with getting a hand job, though, man. (laughs) Sometimes you need a little tug, man. You need a little love. Need a little tug. (laughs) Yeah. um, Look, man, I'll say this. I think I know why this happened. Okay? I think this happened. Because she got a cheap microwave. <laughs> when you got a 700 fucking watt microwave, it's going to take 20 minutes to make Velveeta cheese. Okay? You ain't got enough watts, baby. Yeah. You low on your watts. Step your watts up. Okay? <laughs> I have a cheap Walmart microwave. Okay? My shit's 700 watts. And what I've noticed is this. This is, why, this is how Velveeta might lose this lawsuit. They might lose because if it does not indicate the type of wattage you need on the packaging, she can win. Yeah, I got to see it. 
Yeah, because it tells you if you have. I've 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 had certain foods that I microwave that tell you. Yeah. If you have this many watts, it tells you the settings and stuff. The settings for mm-hmm. each one. Mm-hmm. So if there's no indication of what that is, then fuck it, let her win. But like, truth be told, she kind of reaching. You got if you got that angry because your microwave, your your mi- microwaveable mac and cheese didn't work. It's like yo, like this this screams this screams fat. Like nah, I don't know what's yeah. going on. This is low key nonsense. She gonna, they gonna have it. They gonna have it uh, to where they be like, all right, we gonna we're gonna bring in a little bit of evidence, and then she gonna bring on that bring in that greasy yeah. microwave with the plate with the food Powdery popped cheese, all over, stinking up yeah. the courtroom. Yeah, and they gonna you turn that mug on and realize it's only six hundred watts in there. Yeah. So I think what here's the problem. I think that the the that <clears throat> these companies are releasing so many products. Uh, and they're doing it. They're releasing so many that they're not properly testing. And I think that what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to hire a team of people to get some cheap Walmart microwaves, <laughs> and then also get the most elite microwaves mm-hmm. and determine how long it takes to cook out of all of those. Yeah, I mean, you want to avoid a lawsuit? Okay, I didn't mention that other story that I seen on Netflix, but I think this would be important to mention. I have a comparable story. Please. Head over to Netflix and watch a documentary called Pepsi, Where's My Jet, right? It's called Pepsi, Where's My Jet. It's a great documentary. Okay, uh, there's a story back in 1995. They were were doing these things called Pepsi Cool Points, and I remember this when I was a little kid. And you get enough Pepsi Cool Points, you could get a leather jacket or some shades or some hats or whatever, right? And at the end of the commercial, it says a Harrier Jet. 7 million Pepsi points, right? So if you have 7 million Pepsi points, <clears throat> you could get a Harrier jet. And But here's the problem. That train was creepy. You heard that? That was the train? Yeah. I don't know, man. That sounded like a the Exorcist or something. Yeah, fuck that train. All right. But <laughs> the, basically at the end of the, the Pepsi commercial, um, it was meant to be satire, I guess. But they didn't leave that. They didn't. There was no indicator showing that they were not playing around. So this dude actually came up with 7 million Pepsi points. And the way he did it actually is they changed the, they or they added to the advertisement where you could get, you could get so many Pepsi cool points for 10 cents. So what the dude did is he wrote a check for 700 and a 700, over $700,000. He wrote it to Pepsi. To buy the Harrier jet outright, right? Mm-hmm. And they sent it back and was like, with two uh, two uh, free bottles of Pepsi, like, haha, nice try, but yeah, so and so. And he sued them, stating, "You guys never admitted, like, you never shown that um, this was not a real deal." And when he went to go to Pepsi executives, he went in the office, and they kind of tried to laugh it off, and he meant business. Mm-hmm. But they actually was about to give him a settlement for a million dollars, and he turned it down because because the Harrier jet was thirty two million dollars. So he says, "Hey, look, I got this shit fair and square. You motherfuckers <laughs> aren't you you aren't holding up to what you said you were gonna do." But he didn't he didn't buy the sodas though. Yes, he did. He no, he didn't buy the sodas. He bought the points, which was legal because they. Up- oh, he bought the points. Yes, they upgraded it. Basically, he felt he would never reach it, 
because what he was trying to do is, is buy six warehouses and buy enough soda to get all the points. Mm-hmm. That was the first plan. So you say you could buy points for 10 cents? Yeah, that, that was not what it was at first. At mm-hmm. first, you had to buy the sodas. Mm-hmm. But he he had a plan. He had a rich homeboy that was an investor, mm-hmm. and he was about to get six um, warehouses full of soda, and it would have been enough for him to get the jet that way. But when that plan seemed to be foiled, they updated the actual Pepsi Cool Points program and said you could get X amount of points for 10 cents a piece, mm-hmm. right? And then his homeboy- so he just bought all the points. He bought all of them. His homeboy wrote a check for over $700,000. He presents it fair and square for the Harrier Jet, and they just thought no one would care enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning, but it was fucked up what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want to- who was they? They, Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepsi was full of shit. Mm-hmm. But this, Velveeta, um, I kind of like it when people stick it to the big guys sometimes. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. I ain't going <laughs> to lie. I think that I think the lady got a cheap microwave, but I also think Velveeta probably um, uh, hurt some people and oppressed some people in some way. Every major company is oppressing somebody. I was reading. Uh, ooh, I got it. Hold on. It's your boy be reading. You know your boy be reading books. You got to show us, Keith. I'm gonna just read it. I ain't showing you nothing. Nah, nah, yeah, enough talking, bro. <laughs> we need to see this. We need let to see this see, shit. Let me see. Let me see. See. Um, this is from the Nat Turner uh, book. The it's not the Nat. It's the book on Nat Turner. It's called a uh, Fires of Jubilee. <clears throat> so I'll read the last couple. It's kind of a longer sentence, so I'll just read it. Or the last, at least two sentences. It says, uh. John C. Calhoun, having resigned as vice president and returned to Washington as a United States senator, trumpeted the the glories of slavery on the floor of the Senate itself, pronouncing slavery a good, a positive good. He flayed away at northern uh, abolitionists. That's a tough word to get out. Northern abolitionists warning that the peculiar institution was absolutely essential for race control and that it could be subverted without without drenching the country in blood and extirpating one or the other of the races. He went on to justify slavery on broad historical grounds, insisting there never has yet existed a wealthy and civilized society in which one portion of the community did not, in point, in point of fact, live on the labor of the other. Yes, yeah. So I say all that to say, like, kind of pointing to what you were, you were saying, like, yeah. the, the most wealthiest, most successful, you know, companies in America and, you know, the United States in general is just kind of built off of the back of somebody that is kind of suppressed in some 100%. capacity. Yeah. They probably got like little little Asian kids back there making noodles, and then they package them up and send them out. Yeah. Somebody's getting hurt, man. Mm-hmm. Some kids in there like, please stop. <laughs> Tired of making noodle. Please stop doing to me. Please. No more noodle. No more noodle. Please stop. <laughs> no more noodle. I call the police. Stop. <laughs> somebody is being oppressed. Mm-hmm. Don't know who it is, Mm -hmm. but somebody's always being oppressed by these massive corporations, Mm -hmm. whether it's Nike, Adidas, all of them. You know what I mean? Because the thing, the the major thing about these companies are trying to turn a profit. Mm -hmm. Somebody's trying to turn a profit somewhere. Yeah. So in order to turn a profit, you know, you're trying to 
you're trying to save money on labor as much as you can while, you know, changing those price margins. Like, that price margin, like, it might have took you, I don't know, 75 cents to make a T-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. But you're trying to charge $45 for that same shirt. Yeah. So you making, I don't know what the percentage of that is. That's a lot of money. That's, That's a lot of I know. fucking money. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. And someone is being oppressed on the back end of that. Mm-hmm. But I like, like yo, I, I just don't want to keep veering off the uh, the the the, the mac and cheese Velveeta. Um, I just think this lady ain't got much to do, and she loves processed food, and she loves um, <laughs> having high blood pressure because that sodium and that shit is sky high. I think um, she might. I don't know. I, I doubt she will win. Sometimes I don't. I don't know who files these or what lawyer takes on these lawsuits, but. Right. It's um, a lot of times they may even just be looking for a settlement, you know, yeah. a, a craft company. That sometimes they sometimes um, I forgot what case I was looking at. Uh, oh, it was that case that you were telling me about. You were saying they didn't want to. I thought you, I thought you had mentioned. Um, I might be wrong, but you were saying they didn't want to uh, settle because they didn't want to set a precedent for like people trying to sue them for like situations like this yeah yeah but what ended up what they they did eventually want to settle because they were sweating when they went and seen pepsi executives and they offered they they had a piece of paper right and they wrote what they wanted to pay him a million dollars and they slid in the paper and they denied it they said no we never i don't ever remember doing that on the documentary Mm -hmm. but the reason why is pepsi was crooked Mm-hmm. Pepsi knows that it was not ever in writing to pay them a million dollars and it wasn't going to be in writing until he accepted it. Mm-hmm. So since he didn't accept it, there's no record of them ever offering him a million dollars. It's on the documentary, though. Mm-hmm. And there was four witnesses that showed that Pepsi offered him a million dollars to settle. Um, and, you know, I'll say this. I'll lump, lump in another story. I don't know how many of you guys are old enough to remember, but there was a story about a woman who uh, dropped hot mcdonald's coffee in her lap and she got a you know she ended up suing mcdonald's and people in the 90s people made her out to be this villain that was just looking for reasons to sue mcdonald's but mcdonald's is actually cooking that coffee way too fucking hot like they were making it hot enough to cook meat like it was fucking hot and the girl and the lady actually had extensive injuries from the hot coffee but they made her out to be a fucking i watched some like mini documentary about it and they made her out to be like this fucking freeloader or something when in actuality mcdonald's was hurting people Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and what happens is in the 90s there was no social media so the only narrative that could exist are these big companies that they have enough money to influence media and if you are just a regular average Joe back then, you can't get on your phone and go to Twitter or Facebook or any of these outlets because they didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. So the only voice that was heard was the fucking big corporations. You know, the, the same corporations that were fucking people and no one ever got the truth. You know, so. Yeah. And they, I mean, they probably have like direct lines of communication with news outlets and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'm about to pull that up. All right, here we go. Lit, oh, motherfucker. All right. Lebec versus McDonald's restaurant. Uh, Lebec versus McDonald's restaurant, also known as the McDonald's coffee case, 
and the hot coffee lawsuit was a highly publicized 1994 product liability lawsuit in the United States against McDonald's restaurant chain. It says uh, the plaintiff, Stella Linebeck, damn, she was born in 1912, my nigga, damn. This was in 2000 to 2004. So she didn't seen a lot, man. 1912, she was born right after fucking slavery. Yeah, she got ended. crazy. A 79-year-old woman suffered third-degree burns in the pelvic region. So, I mean, she already old, you know. Um, suffered fire pussy. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 it warmed that prehistoric pussy up. That shit was hot as a motherfucker. All right. Um, year-old woman suffered third-degree burns in her pelvic region when she accidentally spilled coffee in her lap. After purchasing it from McDonald's restaurant, she was hospitalized for eight days while undergoing skin grafting. So here's the thing. No, like these companies left that out. They said, oh, you know, she's just trying to get us. Bro, she was in a hospital for eight days for skin grafting. I've spilled something hot like cocoa before, but it never Mm -hmm. sent me to the hospital. Yeah. This is insane. Like cocoa butter. What? Like you put cocoa butter on your skin. All right, Keith. All right. I know you're sick, man, but come on. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, was McDonald's rest. She was hospitalized for eight days while undergoing skin grafting. That's Fo- crazy. That's crazy. Followed by two years of medical treatment. Two Le- years? That's crazy. Uh, but dang. she old. When you old like that, you got old skin, bro. Yeah. Yeah, she got some. Uh, yeah, that's some old skin. Um, LeBec sought to settle with McDonald's for 20000 to cover medical expenses. When McDonald's refused... LeBeck's attorney filed suit in the United States Court District, New Mexico, accusing McDonald's of gross negligence. Huh. What? LeBeck? That's going on in New it's Mexico. crazy. LeBeck attorneys argued that 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit um, and 82 to 88 degrees Celsius, McDonald's coffee was defective and more likely to cause serious injury than coffee served at any other establishment. The jury found that McDonald's was 80% responsible for the incident. They awarded LeBec a net 160000 in compensate, comp- compensatory damages to cover medical expenses and $2.7 million equivalent to $5 million in 2021 in punitive damages. The equivalent of two days of McDonald's coffee sales, the judge trial reduced the punitive damages to three times the amount of compensatory damages totaling $640,000. The party settled for a confidential amount before the appeal was decided. Wow. So she got paid, but she was already old and fucked up. Like, look, if I'm old, right, if I'm old and I go to McDonald's and you burn my pussy up, now it's like, God damn, man, I can't, I'm old already, right? Mm -hmm. I'm probably not having sex. And now I'm definitely not having sex because you burnt my pussy up. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So fuck, give me money now. At least I can help my grandkids out. You know, I'd rather have an STD. And that was never an option. <laughs> yo, if you had an STD, yo, if you had a, if you had herpes, it would burn that shit off. You'd be good, huh? You'd be good. You'd be Dang. like, fuck it. McDonald's gave me money and healed my herpes. McDonald's could cure herpes. Yeah, that'd be crazy, man. Yo, it, yo, it was wild. It was a story, and this is like right around the corner at Chester Lane Market. Yeah, it was the, uh, the old owners of Chester Lane Market. I don't think they're still there, but it was this no, big. I think it's different. People it's different now. There was this big white guy, and he had an Asian wife, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to run yeah, Chester Lane in there, huh? Yeah, they sign in there sometimes. Yeah, they son would be in there sometimes, and and <clears throat> the dude they used to run the store, 
and I guess in like 2004, I think it was. No, I think it was three. I could be wrong. But somebody went in the store and they put him at gunpoint and he was like, come on, man, come on. And he was like, give me the money. And he didn't even have like a real like like bag to put the money in. I think he was nervous or something. And he was like, give me the money. And he was like, all right, man, all right. And he was trying to give him the money, but then he shot the store owner. Shot him in the stomach, huh? And he was like, oh. And he's mm-hmm. like, give me the money. And he shot him again. He shot him like two or three times, bro. Mm-hmm. And and then he just ran out without the money. Turns out, when he went in to get the bullets removed, they found cancer and removed the cancer. Dang. So the gun, the bullets saved his life. So it was like a, I'm not saying that it was a blessing, but it kind of was. Like mm-hmm. he got... He didn't even get robbed because the dude shot him without getting no money. And then he went to the hospital and they found cancer and removed him. Oh, my gosh. Man. That's that's crazy, bro. Like, you don't even realize you fucked me up, but you blessed my life at the same time. They should be thanking him. They should have a memorial outside the Chester Lane Market. Man, but they never caught the dude. He's he's still really? at really, yeah. He's still at, at large. He's still at large somewhere. Still broke, broke ass nigga. Shooting niggas with he only got four bullets left. <laughs> I mean, you can, at some point you can't afford bullets no more when you ain't robbing stores, man. Yeah, you need money to buy bullets, sir. Okay, he. I'm sure he lived in the neighborhood too. Nah, he probably like, did. Just to go in there to Chester Lane Market, you you gotta know like. You know, you got to live around that neighborhood. In the neighborhood we lived in, somebody will shoot somebody, and the next day you see him like, hey, what's up, Mr. Johnson? Shoot that. (laughs) Yeah. You find out he was the one doing all the shootings the whole time. Yeah. Oh, man, this motherfucker here. Yeah. This motherfucker here. That's so disappointing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I walked in there. um, When was it? I wanted like a slushy one day. And I walked in there, and I thought they had the machine, but they changed some stuff up in there. Like, the store looks a little different. Really? I've mm-hmm. been there in a minute. I used to get honey buns from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's <coughs> different. They still, I think they still got that glass up there, though. Because remember after, they put that whole bulletproof glass up there. Yeah. Oh, they did. That mm-hmm. was a long... Well, that's after he got fucking robbed. Yeah, after he got shot, yeah. It's like, I got shot, like, no, four times. No, he didn't times. get robbed. He just got shot. I mean, that's enough, man. But <laughs> well, he needed to come out with an album. <laughs> Some punk pussy tried to shoot me. I was minding my business. <laughs> Sell honey buns or die trying. <laughs> EBT or die trying. <laughs> oh, man. Honey bun. Honey, 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 honey bun. Wish death on me, dog. I don't cry no more. <laughs> <coughs> that was crazy. All right, let's see here. All right, we might as well go ahead and switch gears. Switching gears. Uh, San Francisco uh, voting to allow robots to use deadly force. And uh, let's see. I don't think we've done enough research. One law professor and retired detective said, um, a vote by San Francisco city supervisors in support of allowing police to use robots to kill people in emergency circumstances has drawn criticism from experts in law enforcement and security who say it could lead to dangerous and unintended consequences. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted Tuesday to advance the ordinance that includes a controversial policy that would give city police the ability to deploy robots to use lethal force in extraordinary circumstances when risk of loss of life to members of public or police 
officers is imminent and officers cannot subdue the threat after using alternate al- alternative force options or de-escalation tactics. Okay. Well, here's my deal, man. My deal with this is this. My deal with this is I think that this is a way not only to protect officers, but I think this is a way to not have officers like going to prison for murder because there's been a lot of police shootings and a lot of incidents involving police in the past um, that got them to go to court and whatnot. And now I think what's going on is is if a robot is shooting somebody, I think the liability starts to lean more on the robot. And I think that the robot's not thinking for himself. It's being controlled, but I still think it's like a shared liability between the robot and the person controlling the robot. Yeah. That's what I think it is. <clears throat> I think that this is put in place to protect police officers. Um, but damn, to let a robot use force? Like, what if the robot glitch? You know? What if he don't get that iOS update and now he just shooting motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what, what the fuck happens then? I got that. I th- I think, but the the onus is gonna follow somebody, right? Right. Just because the way that um, you think about um, like these Tesla crashes, exactly, you know, it, it falls on catching on fire the owner or you know the company. That's that's generally why people make LLCs so they don't have to. Um, they're uh, limited liability companies. Yeah. So basically. You're not suing a person with a social security. You're suing a person with a uh, uh, what you call like an EIN number or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah, so um, I think that you know there's some there's some merit to that. Just you know you're suing a company instead of like a human being, or mm-hmm. you know a company is you know held liable for something. And generally, that's not jail time. It's generally just money. Yeah, <clears throat> a company could do a company could do the most heinous thing and they just get sued. That's crazy. I think what would happen now if the police if, or if a department wanted to go even deeper, what they would do is hire a security company that is authorized by, like, the U.S. government to, to use, uh, like, use lethal force. Uh-huh. And what would happen is, is if, if they came to aid the police officers in some, some, some way, shape, or form, and then they use lethal force, the whole police department would not be liable for it. Dang. That's a, you know what's crazy? It, the... Starting a business is the the is like a cop out, right? So say <clears throat> say a trucker's mind podcast is like this entity, right? Like, and we do something like I, I don't know, we could create some sort of uh, airplane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are human beings and we uh, if something happened, or let's say like some technology we create. Uh, Let's say we just like kill somebody. Mm-hmm. We go into jail. Yeah. But if we create a technology, put a business behind it, and that technology causes people to die, then it's just like, like you know how like they be having like malpractice or something like that. One hundred percent for doctors. Like, that, yeah, yeah, like a doctor will go to prison. But if it's like Johnson and Johnson and they kill X amount of people, there you go. Now you like, talking. What the heck? That's now crazy. You, now you getting to it. <laughs> now you getting to it. We get into it, Pfizer. <laughs> we get into it, Johnson and Johnson. Man, all these commercials have you been affected it, by Proc- such and such? Procter and Gamble. Yeah. 
Like we we getting yeah exactly, bro. Mm-hmm. The same motherfuckers pumping out these vaccines with the same ones that killed millions of people. Yeah, and it's like, why won't you take our vaccine? COVID denier, vaccine denier, and it's like, yeah. well, last time I checked, uh, y'all was giving niggas cancer. Yeah. So if it's you like, use, if you use baby power from the months of such and such and such and such from two thousand three to two thousand five, it's like please give us a call. You might be able to get a class action lawsuit. Yeah, and it's like you'll be watching, you'll be sitting there half sleep at night, and it'll be like, did you use this from this day to this day? You might be eligible for legal compensation. It's yeah. like, um, nigga, I'm more worried about dying, motherfucker. Ha! <laughs> Imagine if it was like a condom thing. If you use a Trojan from two thousand three to two thousand five, you may be you may be eligible for for compensation. And then the nigga wake up like, damn, I ain't never used no condom. <laughs> I could be a millionaire. <laughs> oh, man. Like, if you use a Magnum condom from the the, eight, the year of 2005 to 2007, it was actually a normal size. <laughs> oh, they put man. large on all the packages? Yeah, bro. Them condoms, Didn't they say that they, was, the, they the, were coming out with, like, smaller ones or something? I don't know, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is, like... A condom is a regular condom, cool for me, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't buy magnums. I bought a magnum before, and I was like, "This is just a regular condom." I got you, yeah. But I didn't get a Magnum XL because I ain't going there. That's like <laughs> that's for that's for niggas that really got dick, dick. That's for the, yeah. Like okay. I got dick, but I don't got dick like that. Louisville Slugger. That's huh? yeah. That's extra dick. Yeah. I was if, if I if I use the Magnum XL, I probably sue Trojan. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, this ain't right, yo. This, my girl got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> this don't work. The condom is inside her, yo. <laughs> it got lost in there. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I just got like average black male dick. <laughs> 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 like it might be impressive, impressive to a white girl. <laughs> black girl gonna be like, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. That's the thing, bro. I think it's. I wonder how many men have lied to women about that. Mm-hmm. Have lied like, oh my god, like they're like, yeah, I be, you know, I be, I got this, I got that. You think women don't know, bro? Like you think women don't have any idea of you what? Got it. Yeah. Like once you put your pants down, bro, you can't lie about that. Whatever yeah, you, you gonna show up. Yeah, what you yeah what the, what you got is what you got. Yeah, you know. And it, here's the thing too. Here's the ticker, right? Even if you got, even if you got some some cock, right? If you pull your pants down and the girl don't make a statement like, "Oh my God, this is the biggest one I've ever had," or something like that, then you then she didn't had bigger dick, bro. Yeah, like that's just how it works. I honestly, it's always bigger dick out there. It's always yeah. It ain't more quality. <laughs> you know, quality is different. Yeah, like y'all could, you know, you could get, you know, the girls be out here on average, they be getting spectrum dick. I got direct TV. Oh my God. They <laughs> got direct TV. Yo, spectrum is fucking terrible, bro. Spectrum been trash for my the past God, three weeks. My God, like, man, my internet don't want to connect sometime. And right, I'm, and all it's doing is sprinkling a little bit. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Like, the elements got you messed up like that? Yo, this shit is ridiculous, bro. And it's like, you motherfuckers got your nerve to not work. No, Spectrum got the nerve to come out with a cell phone. 
Like, y'all internet already don't work. You think I want to use these fucking phones you got? Nigga, please. Leave me alone, bro. Yeah. I Look, if I get another email from Spectrum about their phone plan, I'm just going to respond to it. Like, make it stop, bro. Also, nigga, I don't want no house phone. Fuck no. Stop sending me these letters in a thing talking about these bundle packages with the internet and the the house phones. Yeah, I don't want your bundles, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, y'all tripping for that. I I, I was thinking about that the other day. (coughs) Excuse me. Because my mom is, uh, you know, my mom is moving and stuff. I was thinking about like the new house, the new houses, they may stop putting like, like landline um, access because I, I, I don't know too that's many people point. with a house phone. Ooh, that's a good point. Because you, know, you know how like, um, you know, certain things just kind of get outdated nowadays, yeah. even like the, um, the way that uh, cable is set up now. Yes. You know. So I'm I'm curious to know. Hey, like, what I'm gonna t- tell you something like this, dog. And no one has innovated this. The person that is going to be able to bootleg Wi-Fi is gonna run the world, bro. Mm. The motherfucker that's able to get a fake Wi-Fi, like you know how they got like, um, you're right. Yeah, you know how you could crack the code and get like uh, the fire sticks and and because you used to be able to those. steal cable back in the day. Yeah, you used to be able to steal cable back in the day. We've always been able to infiltrate certain technology. Ooh. So we was able to steal cable, right? We was able to steal cable, and then we was able to steal motherfucking uh, streaming services and shit. We was able to burn CDs. We was able to do all that illegal shit. But the person that's able to steal Wi-Fi will run the fucking world because we tired of dealing with it's Spectrum ex- Internet. And it's a, bro, it's a hundred. It's like a hundred and seven for the office. That's Wi-Fi. ridiculous. It's way too expensive. What they had to, what they said they had to uh, do what fiber optics or some shit. I don't know. Somebody came in here. They was kicking up a bunch of dust. It was going all kind of <laughs> just all in the roof and whatnot. They sent they underachiever technician in here. <laughs> Man, the, the sweaty one. With they the sent a motherfucker showing. over my house to put the internet up, and this butt crack was out. And yeah. I'm like, damn, motherfucker, shit. Yeah, back in thought this was the '80s again. Like, damn, this nigga over my house. He ain't wearing no drawers. <laughs> this mother, get this motherfucker out of my house, man. Yeah. <laughs> he having a conversation with you, bro. In 2022, there is no excuse to not have fucking to have your butt crack out. That is in that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why you say that? Because year. the underwear technology is too good. That's true. We got different. We got satin draws. We got you know uh, all kind of different underwear. We got yeah, now it's different type of. We got breathable. Stretchy. Yeah, yeah, we got breathable underwear. That's true. And some like, niggas, some niggas still wearing boxers. Yeah, that's what I don't wear boxers. I ain't wore boxers in years. Niggas still wearing boxers. Nah, I only wear boxer briefs, and I like long boxer briefs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, like the ones down here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like them down there because if, if you get boxer briefs and they're not long enough, they're going to ride up. Uh, and now you're going to be wearing a motherfucking thong. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing worse than be out working out of something and now your, your drawers done rolled up and now your butt cheeks out through your pants. Yeah. It's like, man, this is ridiculous. Yeah. That's it, crazy. It's yeah. like, you know, you look at yourself with your drawers in your butt like a G-string, you're like, yo, do I deserve respect? It was a low-key boy short tone. Yeah, ridiculous, man. Yeah. 
Might as well have a hot girl summer out this bitch. Ha, out there looking like Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga out there looking like Greg the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That that trial starts, I think next I think it starts this week. What? The Tory Lanes and make Tory Lanes versus the Peoples. Yeah, we got to see that. We got to see what's going on there. <clears throat> that That's be wild. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go ahead and move on from this. I we ain't got much out of that. All right, switching gears. Recently, uh, T.J. Holmes and Amy Roebuck, who are members of, let me go ahead and pull it up. Uh, Good Morning America. Um, they've been fucking each other for a while, and they're both married. And it's become. It was a big story that. That broke out, um, but it's it's deeper than that too. Let me see here. T.J. Holmes cheated on wife with GMA producer before affair with Amy Roba. So this dude was fucking the producer too. This guy is this guy's a pussy monster. All right. Um, as if things could get any messier before T.J. Holmes started a relationship with his uh, GMA three co anchor Amy Roba, uh, he had a three year affair with married Good Morning. America producer Natasha Singh that started in 2016. So he was fucking her for three years. Mm-hmm. And that girl was married in addition to them going on dates with the, like double dates with each other's wife and husband. Mm-hmm. That's sad, yo. And she was like going on these double dates knowing she was fucking that guy. God damn. That shit, wild, yo. Holding it together. Wow. And they got, they got Matt Lauer out of here, but like, how is this shit any better? Mm-hmm. Supposedly they said he was sexually harassing women and coercing them to have sex. You ain't going to co- coerce a grown-ass woman. They was fucking. Yeah, I, co- I don't like the idea of coercing. Coercing, like, I can't tell you anything that's going to make you fuck me. Like, you either want to do it or you don't. I just think that these people on these morning shows is inappropriate in general. They all inappropriate. And it's, fact it's that, all a choice. Like, yeah, unless exactly. you're literally forcing somebody <laughs> to, like, you know... And That's that would be that like would the be the R word. Coercion. Yeah, the mm-hmm. whole coercion is just weird to me. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> All right. Um, uh, see, uh, multiple sources told Page Six the cheating duo confided in Roebuck uh, about their infidelity. Wow, this is crazy. So they was fucking each other, and they confided in Amy Roebuck, right? The girl that the one that's fucking him now. This, nah, we gotta congratulate this man. This nigga, this nigga must be fucking the shit out of him. He get cheated at a year for this one. Now, here's the problem. This this is what happens with women. They'll cheat or be with some dude and then tell their friend about the dick, and now their friends start fucking him. I, that shit really be happening. The so, dick good, you got to pass him around. Yeah, man, women just be passing niggas off. And they said this cheating. The duo confided in Roebuck about their infidelity. Amy was the person they went to to talk about their affair and marriages. And the insider, as in an insider claim, <clears throat> but here's you know what the problem was, they didn't really go to them. That dude <coughs> went to Amy Roebuck because if okay, look, if I'm a married man, right? Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm a married man, and I'm happy in my marriage, and then I got a homie that's fucking somebody, or not even a homie, but a coworker that's fucking somebody, I'm gonna say, hey man, go do what you do. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep you away from me because I got a happy marriage. So mm-hmm. I don't want your energy infiltrating my space. Mm-hmm. Like you told me, that's enough for me. I know it. Okay, go go about your business. But see, the fact that Amy Roebuck was willing to entertain these conversations, it it literally showed him that oh, I could fuck her too. Yeah, 
That's all it did. Like, I'm getting her comfortable. Just based on the conversation, she probably was asking, like, oh, my gosh, was it good? Oh, like, yeah, how, of course she was. was. Yeah. And she's a married woman, so. I never slept with a black guy before. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I don't think that's true. But look, <laughs> here's the thing. You know why married people fuck other married people? Because they know that that person has something to lose. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of married people fucking each other because they know they can't say nothing or they'll ruin their own marriage. When in this situation, she went, her dumb ass was telling Amy, and Amy was like, I want some dick too. Mm-hmm. Right? Amy was the person they went to to talk about their affair and marriages and insider claim. Another, another source disputed that Roebuck was their confidant and insisted she didn't know about the affair until it was at its final stages. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a motherfucking lie. Women know when other when women fucking other dudes. They know it. They told her about it right at the end. Their affair started off as long off long distance with Holmes based in New York and seen working as producer for the show in Los Angeles. Holmes was uh just a Good Morning America correspondent at the time, and we're told they'd meet up uh for romps during his travels. So she was just meet up for romps. Yeah, Singh, who was a yoga instructor. Oh, nigga. You know she had some fire. She was a yoga instructor. Um, And Mediator left the show in 2018 and moved to New York, where she started working working as a producer for CBS Mornings. That's when she and Holmes started spending even more time together. Oh, my God. That's just, that's, bro, that's terrible. Yeah. And then you see this picture of Amy Roebuck and the girl hanging out. And she was married this is how you know people ain't shit. When a woman is married and she hanging out with their coworkers <clears> and <throat> telling them how she's fucking this guy, right? Mm-hmm. She's telling them how she's fucking this guy. And then the girl that she's telling about <clears throat> who she's fucking, right? If you're a married woman, you should not, you should be like, hey, you really need to stop that shit. Mm-hmm. You have a husband. Like, that's not okay. That's how you should respond to that. Mm-hmm. But instead, she probably entertained it. Asked how it was. How was the doggy style? Was it good? Was it long strokes, short strokes? What yeah. was it? And mm-hmm. that enticed her into doing this shit. Mm-hmm. As a married person, you should never, and I repeat, you should never entertain other people's cheating. You should not want to hear about it. You should not want to dive into it. You should say, hey, man, you, I, either I don't want to hear it or you need to stop doing that shit. I always wonder, like, because cheating is... Uh, is you know, it's it's lying. Um, it's uh, it's I want to say manipulation, but I guess for the most part, it's just <laughs> lying, or it's it's just kind of just um, it's breaking a, a bond. Uh, it's it's like a disloyalty. It's a, a lot of things are kind of tied up into a person making the decision to cheat. So, um. I was wondering, like, where else in people's lives do that translate, right? Like, um, I would imagine, like, because, you know, they say how you do anything is how you how you do anything right. is how you do everything. So I, I'm, I would be curious to know. Because, like, some of these people be, like, super successful but also cheating. And I'm just like, dang, like, you know, outside of the cheating, ain't nothing, ain't nothing going wrong in their life. So I don't know. I, just, I think that this you know, whole – oh, go ahead. <coughs> no, you good. Go ahead. I was just like, I, th- I just think this whole situation, like, it's one, it's messy. Like, yeah, it's one thing to be like, like, <laughs> like Jay Z. So Jay Z even cheated. Cool, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know who Becky with the good hair is. We don't know what she looked like. There was like pictures floating around of who it might be, but 
um, in reality, we don't got no cold, hard evidence about who this person really is. Um, we just know there was an elevator. Uh, there was a fight in the elevator, and then Beyonce dropped the you know award winning album and whatnot. But it be it be niggas out here like <clears throat> Ime Udoku and like T.J. Holmes that's just like just not good at like I mean there's no good way to cheat right. No, but it's no. just like niggas be doing like the most wildest the stuff. Open. Like you got the the person you on the Good Morning America with every single day. Man, he's just blowing her back look, out. Look, man, there's no right way to do the wrong thing, but you found the worst way to do it. <laughs> right? You found the worst way to do it, yo. Yeah. Like, you out in public with her. I'm going to tell you something. Somebody in, in that job or in their occupation knew that they were fucking, and they knew it for a while. You think, sorry to cut you off, but do you think that, I don't watch the show, but I would imagine you could probably sense it with their energy. Yes. Like on the show. Yes, it's no different than the girls that got a work boyfriend. Yeah. And when I see women that like literally be having boyfriends and then they got some dude that they real close with at work, I'm like, yo, that's low-key cheating. Mm-hmm. And it's low-key cheating because it's like you should not have these type of very friendly, it, you shouldn't have these very fl- like flirty, if you have a flirty platonic relationship, that's not a flirty platonic That's a potential fuck. Yeah, you one argument away from you, uh, 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 yeah, cause yeah, cause what happened is when women get close to dudes at their job, and they have a bad <clears throat> argument, right? They telling that dude about it. Yeah, They're like you know he's back on. He's talking because it, it's like, and, it, and it, if the dude, the dude gonna listen to everything bad you got to say about your man because he yeah. don't give a fuck. He just want to fuck you anyways. And if you stupid like enough, to, you stupid enough to vent to him, and he gonna he's gonna listen. He's gonna listen. And he's gonna act like he cares because mm-hmm. he know that you dumb enough to give him pussy after you keep talking. He gonna be real interested. Like, oh my gosh, oh my I can't god, believe he would I, treat I you would like never that. treat you. I can't believe that. That's yeah. a, that's just so unfortunate. I can't, you know. And then your dumb ass gonna give him some pussy. Yeah. As soon as soon as you, you know, even if you haven't given sex to that guy, you're still cheating on your boy, your boyfriend or husband. Mm-hmm. A lot of women don't realize that. And and <clears> with those with those situations. You could really, <coughs> you could really talk crazy because, you know, there, there ain't no stakes. Right. When nigga be like, you know, he gonna listen for a little bit, then he gonna be like, hey, you should come over, like, you know, it's like he come over really and have treat- a beer and let's just talk a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's no big deal. And you just set up, you smack her down, and then yeah, and then the thing about it too is, is like the dude knows what time it is, and especially <laughs> if he offers you to come over and you come over, like I hate to say this, but like. We're all adults, so we kind of understand what the energy is, right? Um, if a woman comes over to your house with very light clothing, she's ready to give some pussy up, mm. right? If she comes over to your house with a bunch of, you know, she's dressed up, you know, uh, nice dress and all these clothes and stuff and whatever, right? Like, she's just dressed up in regular clothes. Ain't nothing going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when they come over with some leggings and some Uggs and a light sweater, that doesn't mean you should – I'm not saying you should – expect anything i'm not saying that right i don't feel like you should have expectations of getting Mm -hmm. pussy or not i'm just saying the chances of it happening are significantly higher have a girl ever pulled up on you to hang out and she was on her period uh yes that has happened before yeah Yeah, that's happened before a few times you should have just stayed home yeah, no disrespect to you. Ma'am. <laughs> you should just yeah, no disrespect to you, ma'am. I think you I think you're a cool person. <laughs> but uh I think you might have your privileges revoked if you come over here like that again. 
The only blood in this house is my uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I get it. He's a gang member. Okay. Oh man, that's wild, yo. Yeah. But I, I think that it the 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 period thing could be sometimes. Like at the end of the day, if you're in your period, you need to really be at home. <laughs> Just rest up, baby. Eat rest. some soup. And get a little. Get some Campbell soup. Warm. Watch, watch a, or something. Watch a rom com or something. Your, eat some ice cream. Yeah, go. You know. Yeah, you know. The only and I hate to say this, but if if the only person that has the pri- the only person that should have the privilege. Of hanging out and stuff when they're on their period is your actual girlfriend. Yeah. No That's disrespect. That's the only space where I... Ladies, don't go... But go ahead. Some some girls might come up and give you the top. Like, hey, I, you know, I'm, you know, it's that time of the month, but I'll give you the top, though. Yeah, that that's 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 respect right there. <laughs> that's respectable. That's <a> respectable... <laughs> Uh, uh, imagine if she was like, imagine if she was like, yeah, I'm on my period, and you like, period ain't stop nothing but a <laughs> Some niggas nasty. I know you're like on your that. period, but are you on your comma? That nigga's stupid. Or like, you on your period? That's just an exclamation point for me. <laughs> That's crazy. <No. clears throat> yeah, but no, nah, man. If, if like, look, it's two ways. If it's a girl that you met and you really like her, right, and she's really cool, mm-hmm. and you when you really like women and you really respect them, you don't even care about sex. Yeah, for sure. So you, I mean, yeah. if she's on her period or not, I don't give a fuck because I just like her company and I want her to hang out and mm-hmm. chill, you know. Mm-hmm. So she could just, you know, she could be on her period all day. I don't give a fuck. We could just watch movies and hang out. Yeah. But if we ain't like that and we kind of both know what this thing is yeah. gonna be, don't do not bring your period over here. Okay. Yeah, if, we, if there's like this expectation of like, like we cool, we cordial, but like we not we generally when we hang out, like there's sexual intercourse involved. Like that's I feel like that's a little disrespectful. That's like me yeah. pulling up on you and I can't I can't get it up. Yeah, I'm useless. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it happens, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like if 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 you going through it, some people, we got different things. Like if, if I'm going through really sh- like a stress or going through something mentally, yeah, I can't even really perform. Yeah, I feel you. I just, I yeah, I can't mm-hmm. really perform. Mm-hmm. You know, I got so much stuff going on. Girl, to think like, what's wrong? If if your dick ain't staying up, the girl will be just tripping out. Like, oh my god, like what's wrong with me? And it's like, no, it's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, I'm just not right. Mm-hmm. I was intending on busting the nut, but that is not what's going on now. I was gonna give you this hot nut, but yep, not no more. Yep, gotta have good mental health to have good strokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, in regards to them, man, they're too old for this shit, man. Amy Roebuck and T.J. Holmes. Amy Roebuck's like forty nine years old, and she's very sexy though. I'll give her that. Yeah, Amy Roebuck is very sexually attractive, but um, I mean. Too old to be doing. I mean, let me double check her age. Forty nine, yeah, forty nine years old, mm-hmm. cheating on her husband with her fucking co anchor. Mm-hmm. And now what's going on is 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 they good for each other? They both cheaters. And now the thing is they're gonna be in a relationship. But here's the problem. Wait, you think that them two gonna nigga? They in a relationship, in an open relationship now. This is this is like the most recent update. Yeah, they was like out they didn't left they. I know they was like out like with each. Other. I thought they just got caught. Mm, no. I didn't know that they was like 
So they didn't left their husbands or what? Yeah, they didn't. Left I mean, they, left their partners. Or they didn't left their partners, man. And Damn. you know, I think <clears throat> and I will say, women are a little too. They're really a little too soft on women to cheat. Whenever a man is cheating, they're like, "Oh my God, men are just cheaters. They can't." They stop. got this whole narrative. But with women, men. it's like you know, if she wasn't happy, then you know, it's like, ugh. She's just discovering herself. Discovering that she was a like piece of shit. To like, you know, like go, go get some dick. Like, like there's nothing wrong with it. She was dick discovering herself. <laughs> she wasn't discovering anything that she's 49 years old and she can't be faithful. That's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, that's trash. And and it's like women are a little too soft on women to cheat. They love to come down on men, but you need to understand something. When a man runs out on his wife, right? When a man runs out on his wife, he's not right for that. But more times than not, the woman he's fucking with is in a relationship herself. Yeah. Right? Who was the last, like, famous male that, or the most popular, famous, notorious male that cheated? Man, I I don't know, bro. I, I have no idea. Probably Jay, probably Jay Z. Uh, it's been other motherfuckers, but they just probably haven't. They don't. They no. Uh, <laughs> Ime Udoku. Yeah. Udoka. Yeah. Udoka. Yeah, he's fucking with. Uh, yeah. Do, what was it? Do you remember Neil the response? Long's huh? Do you remember the? I mean, the response for him was like losing his job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He lost a lot of shit. Yeah, but I, I just I just say that to say like you don't really see the. Women that get comparable. No, nah, um, they don't. When a when a woman like Amy Roebuck, who was very well known on Good Morning America and one of the faces of Good Morning America, and she is, can't keep it in her fucking pants, they're like, you know what? At this point, just leave them alone and you know let her be happy, man. So you just gonna leave out the point that they were both actively married and they both was fucking on each other, and they was and the dude was fucking the producer and she was married. It just proves my point that I've tried to make this whole time. But that was just the, that was just the people we caught. That nigga right. was slanging dick. He was slanging dick while that being married. Was... There's no point of being married. Yeah. <clears throat> it's no different than people that own dogs, right? If you own a pet and your pet's underfed and always running around the neighborhood, why the fuck do you have a dog? Mm-hmm. If you loved your dog, you would treat your dog with respect and actually groom your dog properly and shit like that. Yeah. People will literally sign up for responsibility that they're not they're not responsible enough for. Mm-hmm. Like when you're with a woman and you love her, bro, you're responsible for her heart and you're also responsible you're also a representative of your wife. So when you're out and about and you fucking all these women, you making her look stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you a dude this solid and you out and about and women trying to throw pussy at you, you like, oh hell no, get him, man, I'm married. Just give her a little Floyd Mayweather yeah, just, shoulder. Just give her, just put your hand up with your finger and walk off. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta make it there as a man, though. You gotta mm-hmm. make it to a point where you a married dude, you out in the public. It's it's like you gotta get to the point where when when you've been a single man long enough, you've already fucked women like this. You don't need to fuck her. Mm-hmm. You do it's it's not a challenge. You don't need to fuck her. Not to mention, you know what's more of an indication that when you're a married man, you don't need to fuck a woman? The fact that she wants to fuck you knowing that you're married. She's a piece of shit. Yeah. She's a piece of shit. That's not relationship material. Hell no. It's just and no I'm not waste. condoning cheating, but I'm just like, dog, you said that's not the one you want to cuff. Bro, you don't. You don't. <clears throat> you don't. You don't. Trust me, you don't. Mm-hmm. You know how many homies I got over the years? I'm talking about for many years that have fucked a ton of married women. 
mm-hmm. women it's a bunch and and I for some reason men always get the infidelity there are a bunch of married women who are handing out pussy like Halloween candy mm-hmm. you might as well go knock on the door and say trick or treat because they mm-hmm. handing out pussy yeah right and the thing about it is it's like dog like stop if this is who you are like don't even get married yeah i think as men and women we need to we need to enter a phase in our lives where we don't even need to be in relationships or get married until we have worked out enough of the bullshit that is within us Mm -hmm. because we're going to inconvenience them and ourselves Mm -hmm. we're going to inconvenience every woman we come across because we can't control ourselves. Yeah, y'all be wasting people's wasting people's time. Like, man, his wife and I don't know the circumstances. She, I mean, I'm speaking as if she was, you know, a saint in their relationship, right? And a saint in terms of not cheating. Mm-hmm. But you didn't waste it like 25 years of her life or something bro, like that. Amy Robo, for, bro, that's 49 year old pussy, yo. Mm-hmm. 49 years. That's crazy. 49 years and old. They, they happy. Happy as a lark. Yeah, you happy now until he he start fucking on somebody else. Yeah. You think he gonna be faithful to you when he was fucking somebody at y'all job? Yeah, there's gonna y'all. be another young production assistant that come on set. Man, a, a motherfucker like this is not gonna stop fucking, bro. Mm-hmm. They not gonna stop. Yeah. And Matt Lauer this was in him now. Matt Lauer was knocking a bunch of pussy down, bro. He was fucking a lot of young, like, mm-hmm. and it just it was it was. He was power hungry. He was mm-hmm. using his power to get pussy. He was. Mm-hmm. But they said he was sexually harassing some women, and there was other women he was fucking. Yeah. Right? The sexual harassment, that's way inappropriate. But the truth of the matter is that the women that said that he coerced them into sex, I don't feel bad for them at all. Mm-hmm. I don't feel... And there's nothing a man should be able to say to get you into bed with him. That, you, that should be illegal. I don't get that. I don't even get that. He coerced me. How the fuck does that hold up in court? Yeah. Like he, if he was fucking you and it was and it was consensual, then you signed up for it. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, I, I gave up the pussy, but like, like not really willingly. Like you I know. did it because I basically coercion. It's like I did it because I thought it was for you know I thought <clears> I was <throat> you know doing something good for my company and mm-hmm. I was trying to make a you know impression on him and yeah. we had sex and like I, that should not even hold up in court you a grown ass motherfucking woman if you had out your pussy like candy you stupid <laughs> that's just you being stupid it ain't got nothing to do with a motherfucker oh he had power over me and it, this dude this progressive shit is bullshit if you a grown woman don't give your pussy up for nothing that's your fault mm-hmm. right <clears throat> that's not saying men should be out here taking pussy that's called rape but if you are fucking somebody, if a woman fucked Barack Obama and sued him, why are you suing Barack for? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you suing Barack Obama for? Because you fucked him? <laughs> it was just like the cigarettes and his gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> Barack would be like, I don't know about this. I, 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 the head was fire. But I, I don't <laughs> think that uh, 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 America is ready. For you to tell your story about the uh, uh, affair, <laughs> uh, Michelle um, is not ready to hear um, exactly what was going on in the bedroom. <laughs> um, I do things with you um, that I've never done with anyone else, <laughs> and I, I think that you should keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh, um, if not, uh, I know where your grandma lives <laughs> and, uh, uh, and all your kids. <laughs> 
I feel like Obama would be like give slick threats. Yeah. Like the threats would be like like really bad, but it yeah. would like be very like in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I mean, we could do this the nice way, or um, your family might come up missing. Yeah. All right, it's your choice. <laughs> uh, uh, I know the GDs and uh, Lil Dirk. Ah, what's the school with Big Dirk? <laughs> what's his school? Uh, 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 Lil Dirk's uncle, Big Dirk. <laughs> school with him. Uh, uh, we used to slide on niggas. Uh, <laughs> we used to slide. <laughs> don't don't make me sp- uh, split the block, as the young folks say. Sixty <laughs> Third Street. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just uh, uh, back in the day. Uh, Michelle, she had a big old ass. I seen her walking across the street. And, uh, Michelle so, had what you call a, a, a badunka dunk. <laughs> you imagine Barack having sex, yo? Barack would be like, uh, hallelujah. Uh, it's a very uh, harmonious time. Uh, uh, I'm about to come. Ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything came out of me. <laughs> Everything came out. Of me. God bless America. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That nigga was in there. All right, man. Oh. Summarize that, man. Be faithful, folks. No. Just, just be, be, being faithful is. It's, let's let's make being faithful cool again, yo. Yeah. That's being. Like, yeah, no, man. Nobody wants to get cheated on, man. Yeah. Like nobody wants. I don't want to be cheated on. Like you know, it's. So like, it's such a it's such a heartbreaking yeah. like, thing to do. It's yeah. such so selfish as well. Yeah, it mm. is. You know, you gotta at some point you gotta grow up, man. You can't keep doing this shit. Yeah. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Switching gears. Let's get right into it. Uh Liver King. And let me give a little quick disclaimer here. We were about to go into this topic and then all of a sudden we had a shit storm and some technical difficulties. Yeah. So yeah, if you're wondering why this clicked in like that, just give you the heads up. Normally we do a podcast all the way through with no skips and no editing, nothing. But we had to stop it, you know. And now I sound clean and good again. Amen. All right, amen, amen. Truck is my podcast. (laughs) All right. Uh, Switching gears. Uh, Liver King uh, comes clean on steroid use. Uh, Liver King, the viral ancestral lifestyle influencer, is fessing up to using steroids, apologizing to his followers for misleading them into believing he was completely natural. 45-year-old Brian Johnson gained a ton of followers through his primal living routine, which includes eating raw animal organs, nine ancestral tenants, and barbarian challenges. Uh, the dude is undeniably buff as hell, and despite numerous accusations of using steroids in the past, he continued to claim he earned his physique without any additional help. But Liver King was forced to face the music after YouTuber More Plates More Dates released a video exposing the influencer steroid cycle earlier this week, which alleged he was injecting $12,000 worth of stuff into his body. That's fucking insane. Um, more plates, more dates even came with email receipts, which appear to show what exactly the Internet star was taking. Now, Liver King is coming clean about his steroid use, uh, releasing a six minute video long, long video to his millions of followers. Try to explain himself. OK, here's the deal, bro. <clears throat> My only issue with Liver King. First of all, I knew the motherfucker wasn't natural. Right. 
If you guys want to know who Liver King is, just go check him out on YouTube or social media. It's this super buff dude that's like this wilderness guy that claims that he has, you know, a very healthy lifestyle and stuff because he eats raw liver and raw animals and shit. When we knew better than that. And this guy has like different programs and shit and products that he sells. But the reason why I have a biggest issue with him is because he kept denying that he was on steroids. He kept kept saying he was natural and that he used natural things to be that big. And he was selling things to people while fucking lying. Right. If you're going to sell something, man, be honest, because what's going to happen is your consumers are going to look at you. They're going to look at what they like about you. They're going to get your product. And they're going to do everything you ask them to do or everything you put in the program or whatever you're selling. And they're just going to and they're going to be like, why am I not getting those results? Well, maybe because the originator of it is a fucking liar. Mm -hmm. Stop selling products that you actually don't use. You know, when I see when I see um, bodybuilders like um, Ronnie Coleman, no disrespect to Ronnie. But Ronnie was taking a boatload of shit when he was uh, Mr. Olympia. He was taking a boatload of shit. But he'll have protein powders and BCAAs and all this other shit he's selling. But, nigga, we know you was taking gear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Phil Heath, we know you taking gear. Like, it goes on and on. Kai Green, we know you taking gear. Everybody knows you taking gear, bro. Yeah. And you get to sell these products to people and they think that you actually take this shit or they think that it actually works for you. I think, uh, I think that part of that is like the consumer's fault. Yeah. Right? Cause like, for example, you have a guy like, uh, <clears throat> the only athlete that I know that regularly eats Big Macs was Chad Johnson. And I don't think he ever had any sort of like McDonald's commercial or something. No. Like that. So, I don't know. I think it it is misleading, right? It kind of like when you when you promoting these things and you saying you taking all these products and you don't actually do it. But also, I think the consumer you got to take a little bit of responsibility for thinking that for not doing your research on the products one, and then for just taking everybody at face value. Like, so think of LeBron James ain't driving no Kia. He ain't driving no Kia. You know what I mean? Like I just, no. I just don't see LeBron James driving to the Staples Center with the freaking Nah, key. fuck no. You know what I mean? Like that's just like, yeah. But I, I do think that, um, that there's there should be a certain level of integrity that goes with like selling a product, right. and I think that you know for for this guy to be um, on steroids, like dude, do do what you want to, but when you kind of like. You know, it's, it's a lot of impressionable young kids out there, there too. There you go. Now you like, hit it. You know, it's like 18-year-olds, kids out there that, you know, really getting into fitness. They may look up to do it and be like, yo, you know, if I just eat a bunch of liver and, and uh, freaking bone marrow, I'll get as buff right. as I But that's just not the case. So, Lying-ass motherfucker, man. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about it, the dude is already rich. He's running around here lying. And, the thing, and when somebody's telling a bold-faced lie like, I'm natural, man, I'm natural, a lot of these guys will say they're natural especially like bodybuilders, they'll claim natural only because they don't want to lose all of those sponsorship deals <laughs> because steroids are illegal. And since steroids are illegal, if you're taking an illegal substance or an illegal drug, they can't sponsor you when you do illegal acts. Yeah. And look, I don't want to look. I don't want to. I have to speak on it. Um, 
there are certain people that I even have a lot of respect for, and I know they're on gear mm-hmm. or they've taken gear. Um, uh, even C.T. Fletcher. I got love for C.T., man. Um, but I know at one time he was definitely taking gear seriously. And I think he was taking gear um, back in like 2015 mm-hmm. um, when his when – his, I think it was like 2014 when his page really started blowing up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it was this old, this older black man just yelling and loud, fucking massive arms, massive arms, massive chest, tattoos all over his neck and head and shit. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's on gear, but this dude is a beast. Mm-hmm. You do not look like that natural. You mm-hmm. just do not look like that natural. You can look impressive. You can look really good. But we have to understand that C.T. Fletcher is my dad's age now. You know, and yeah. at that time, at that time, because my dad passed at 63, him and C.T. both 63. So that that had to be, let's see, 58. Man, he had to be like 54, 55, no, like 55 probably. Mm-hmm. Back when he was super duper jacked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, something's up with this guy. But mm-hmm. you know, now he has a lot of health issues and stuff. But CT seems you like think a, that stuff came from the steroids. I don't want to say it came from there, but I mean, it, it's a possibility it could have. It could have went to it too. But CT's a great guy, so I don't want to shit on him. But at the same time, I just I don't like when people claim natural at times when they're not at all. Yeah, and it, it's only because like you're there's too many impressionable kids that look up to you and they love what you do. And they try to work out like you. But the issue is, is when you're on steroids, you recover faster than people. You know, you build mass faster than people. You get leaner faster (laughs) than people. And when they're natural and they're trying to be like you, they can never be like you because they're fucking natural. Do you think that, um, has there ever been somebody that, this is like somebody meant to doing drugs. Well, this is kind of a drug, but like, have you ever seen a crackhead? It's like, man, I love me some crack. You know what I mean? So the same with steroids. I think people just deny it until they can't anymore. Like, it's just yeah. too much evidence out there for them to to really uh, lie. Yeah, well, a crackhead doesn't benefit off of crack. Steroids, you can benefit off of them because you could use your body. To, you, you can monetize your body. Mm-hmm. When you look good, you could go to the fit. You could go to, like, a fitness magazine. You can go to different expos. You could create a fitness channel. And if you're real buff, you could create uh, meal plans. You could create. See, here's the thing. When you're super jacked and you're super buff, <clears throat> people look at you and wanna, they want to be you. Mm-hmm. And you could sell them any bullshit-ass program, and they'll buy it because they look at you and they've already bought into what you look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really bad one, too, is Simeon Panda. Simeon Panda is probably the worst fake natural athlete ever. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker is like I forgot where he's from, but he's like he got an accent. Huh? Yeah, from the UK or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's like I've never been, you know, I've been natural my whole life. You know, I never, never been nothing bad before. You know, um, yeah. a lot of people, you know, give me problems for something, but like that's just what they do. They hate. They hate us. They hate. Mm-hmm. It's like nigga, shut up. Look at you, bro. You bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you saying you natural. The fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, he's like a physical specimen. Have you seen him before? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this dude is a mo- like he's jacked man, super. And he was yeah, and he's he. I seen him at the Fit Expo back in 2016, mm-hmm. and he wasn't that big, but I think he was off his cycle. Mm-hmm. When that motherfucker is on his cycle, he is a monster. Yeah, like his muscles don't look like his muscles just look. I don't know, bro. He looked like a cart. He like a 
like a you know like a superhero would look. Yeah, that's how he really looks. Like in real, like in real time. Yeah, I, I yeah. Hey, if you that's guys don't great. believe me, look up Simeon Panda. Look up Simeon Panda, and you gonna see this super fucking Jack Black guy. That nigga waist is small too. This dude got like a thirty inch waist, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit is not natural, bro, at all. And then uh, the dude he's standing next to, uh, was it Larry Wills? These guys, and the, the funny thing is these guys take gear and they get popular and they're popularized on YouTube and people like really want to be these guys. You could never be them though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this dude's muscle is just crazy. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah, his shit look wild, yo. He's <laughs> like a fucking mutant. You see this yeah. one right here? This shit look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's brolic. Yeah, this like the way his delts and shit look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit nuts. But yeah, man, um, guys, be careful who you allow influence you. Mm-hmm. Be careful because t- chances are they didn't even get there on you know in an honest way. Yeah. If you do steroids and you look like this, I don't give a fuck. You can look however you want. My issue is my issue is when. <clears throat> you're influencing people and making money off motherfuckers you're not even honest with. That's when I got a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm not going to talk to them blue in the face. I don't really got much else on this. <coughs> um, yeah, just keep it real out there. Yeah. I think that, I mean, moving forward, I think that's the thing that we we will definitely stand on. Just, you know, if we, if we, uh, if we selling something to the people that choose to purchase from us, and it's gonna be something that we genuinely believe in. It ain't gonna be something that we just, you know, getting paid to sell or something like that. That's lame. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but there's that. Let me go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Um, before we close it out, man, just want to say thank you for all of those who continue to run these numbers up, man. We're going into a new year soon, and we want you guys to tell a friend to tell a friend because mm-hmm. we're about to we're about to take over this podcast thing. In 2023. That's facts. Okay. So if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fan. We are out of here. Peace.